Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's assume for the moment that the man who came up to Jesus that day and asked about eternal life really did keep all the commandments from his youth, as he said. He really did. Not only not hurt or harm our neighbor, his neighbor, in his body, but also helped and supported all his neighbors in every physical need. He not only did not take his neighbor's money or possessions, but he also always helped his neighbor improve and protect his possessions and income. He really did lead a sexually pure and decent life in all he said and did. He really did not only not tell lies about his neighbor, did not even betray or slander or hurt her reputation, but also always defended her and spoke well of her and explained everything in the kindest way. He really didn't defraud anyone, but was honest in all his dealings. He really did honor his father and mother, served and obeyed, loved and cherished them without fail. Let's assume he was this exemplary human being that he claimed to be. And that he really did all these things out of pure love and not for himself. For that would ruin his good works, doing them for himself, to get something for himself, like eternal life, and not really be concerned with others. Let's assume he was this incredible human being. Jesus doesn't deny it. Jesus doesn't argue with him. So let's assume he is so, certainly a rare human being. So what does Jesus say to him then? Well, basically this. That's a good start. But it's only a start. And a small one at that. So perhaps you're ready for the next step. If you really want to know what you must do to inherit eternal life, sell all that you have and give to the poor. If you are as good as you think, that shouldn't be a problem. Using your wealth to help your neighbor is just an extension of what you've already been doing. Surely you know that your treasure isn't here on earth. Surely you know you have treasure in heaven. Surely you know that you're going to die and that you can't take it with you. So don't wait until you die. Do it now. And then come, follow me. Oh, hmm, Um. he couldn't do it. Is that really what it means to be good? Is that really what one must do to inherit eternal life? And he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. You see, the law has two tables, two parts. 
The second are those commandments that Jesus listed today, dealing with your neighbor, loving your neighbor as yourself. And maybe this man was really a good person, someone everyone admired and looked up to. And maybe you know someone like that. Maybe you're that way. Someone people look at and say, there's a good person. They don't lie or cheat or steal. They don't kick the dog. They're faithful to their spouse and their family and friends. They help others and and don't hurt others. And to the world, that's not only good. That's enough to get you to heaven, to eternal life. But God's law, you see, has two parts, two tables. And it's the first part that this man had a problem with. It's the first part that the world has a problem with. To fear, love, and trust in God above all things. Or, as it is also put, to love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Or, to put it the way Jesus did today, that you are willing to give up anything and everything but God. Your riches, your honor, your life. The world doesn't really care about that. As long as you're a good person, it doesn't matter what God you believe in and worship, even no God at all. Or as the atheist society billboards and advertisements that show up at Christmas say, you don't need God to be good. Well, one problem with that is that the world's definition of good is constantly changing. What was once good is no longer good, and what was once not good is not considered good. And so people, the world once thought good, well, they find out something they did or something they said or wrote 20, 30, 40, 100 years ago, and suddenly they aren't good anymore. Not according to the current definition of good. So they need to be fired. They need to be canceled. They need to be deplatformed. It could happen to you. Maybe it has. It's hard to live up to standards that are constantly changing. So when this man comes up to Jesus that day, let's assume that he really was good. And what if Jesus said to him, By Jove, keep it up. You've got it. But tomorrow, the archaeologists dig up an artifact that shows something that this man did that is no longer considered good today. I don't know. He owned slaves. Or he used a racial slur when talking about the Gentiles or the Samaritans. Or he didn't pay his fair share of taxes. And so... Was he good then and not good today? Did he have eternal life then but not today? So does he or doesn't he? Is he or isn't he? Could someone live all their life thinking they are good and therefore have eternal life when all along they weren't? Surprise. That's the problem. 
And sadly, that happens. But Jesus doesn't want that to happen to this man or to you or to anyone. He loves him, it says. So Jesus exposes him, his heart, his idol, his false god, the thing he is not willing to let go of, that he cannot live without. For this man, of course, it was his great wealth. How about you? What is it for you? That makes you go, oh, hmm, um, something you know God wants you to do, something you know that God wants you to be, but you just can't. Maybe because you love it more than God, or trust it more than God, or fear it more than God. Maybe because you can't imagine living without it. Maybe because it's where you find your meaning or your value. You just can't let it go. A hurt. A revenge. Or a desire you just have to fulfill. And just when you think you overcome one, another comes along and takes its place. So this man went away sorrowful because he knows he cannot do what Jesus tells him, what he must do to inherit eternal life. And it's how we must leave this place today, if that's all we hear. But you didn't come here today to kneel before Jesus and ask the question, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? You came here today to kneel before Jesus and say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, I am not, cannot be who you want me to be. I have not, cannot do what you want me to do as hard as I might try. As good as this world may think me to be or not, my heart is like this man's. And so you do not leave sorrowful because you hear something more. Begging for mercy, you receive mercy. So Jesus tells you not more that you must do. You instead hear Jesus say this, I forgive you all your sins. For that is the one thing that you need for eternal life. That is the good that does not change. Because it is the good that comes after all that is not good in us and in the world is nailed with Jesus to the cross and then laid in the tomb. And all that comes out of that tomb is life. Life that Jesus is and has and now gives to you. The good that Jesus is and has and now gives to you. So that's what Jesus wanted this man to see. He didn't just tell this man to sell all that he has and give to the poor. He said this, come follow me. But follow him where? 
to where Jesus came to go, to the cross. He wants this man to see that what he needs to do for eternal life, but can't, Jesus can and is doing for him. For Jesus is the one who kept all the commandments perfectly from his youth. And Jesus is the one who did give all that he had, even his life on the cross, so that this man and you could have treasure in heaven. You see, follow me isn't a command to obey. It's an invitation to see and receive. So you've come here today because this is where Jesus' cross is for you. You can't follow Jesus back 2,000 years to a cross that happened in a land far, far away. But you can follow him to where he puts his cross for you today. His cross in the font. For in baptism, you die and rise with Jesus to a new life. And the first thing you hear in the divine service reminds you of that. That you are baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. And that new and good life you need, you have received gift. But that new and good life you haven't lived this week. So you have come to hear the words Jesus spoke from the cross. Words of forgiveness, and you are not disappointed. He speaks them to you. I forgive you all your sins, and then that name put upon you in baptism is spoken on you again. I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and that new and good life that you need, you again receive gift. And you follow Jesus here to hear that word enacted. That love spoken of and promised in the prophets. That love lived in all that Jesus said and did. And that love attested by the apostles. The eyewitnesses of Jesus dead, but now living. Those words through which the Spirit of Jesus now works in your hearts to uproot and cast out those idols that live there. To pry them, not out of your cold, dead hands, but out of your cold, dead hearts. And give you that new and good heart you need, gift. And now you will follow Jesus to his supper. Follow not we who do this supper, Jesus does it. He is here in it. And he invites you to it. To eat and drink his body and blood. The same body and blood that hung on the cross and laid in the tomb. And then rose to life again. And so it is not dead food like the food in this world. But living food. Food for life. Food that gives you life and sustains you in the life he accomplished for you. And now gives to you gift gifts forgiveness that's what Jesus is all about so you don't leave this place sorrowful but joyful for this man's question and yours has been answered by the cross what must what you must do Jesus did 
And what you must have, Jesus gives. What must you do to inherit eternal life? Simply this. Come and get it. And then leave this place and live like it. Live like your life is more than just of this world, because it is. Live like you really do have treasure in heaven, for you do. Live like you're going to live forever, for you are. For you have a good life, a good Lord, a good and gracious Savior who doesn't change. So what must I do? Jesus answered that question from the cross. It is finished. I did it. It is completed. I did it for you. Follow me. Come and see. Come and get it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.